Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 137, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, it's Tuesday and yes we've just two more days before we finish up the book of 2nd Kings but today we're actually going to make a bit of a sidestep into a different book. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow So hello Marvin. Okay, so Dave, what's this sidestep you're talking about? Well, Marvin, we've talked a lot about how all through the Old Testament, God puts in signposts and clues and little pictures of the Messiah, the one that he was going to send. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. So really quick, well, we had God's promise in the Garden of Eden that he would send someone. We had his promises to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, to Judah and to David, right? Yeah, right. Then we had the pictures like Abraham, the loving father, about to sacrifice his son, or the Passover lamb whose blood was shed to save the people from death, or the goats on the Day of Atonement that carried the people's sin away from their camp forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then we had the Professor's Messianic Psalms videos, uh, these prayers and hymns that tell us different things about the Messiah who would come. Okay, yeah, yeah, so there's lots in there. There is, not to mention the angel of the Lord, Jesus popping in and out of the story all the way through. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, actually, Marvin, there's another whole set of clues that we haven't talked about. Oh, really? There's even more? There is. You see, there are lots of books in the Old Testament that we're not going to read on our journey through the Bible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why is that again? Well, for some of them, it's because they are the books of the prophets. There's big long ones that are called the major prophets, and then a bunch of little short books called the minor prophets. Now, the prophets, like we've talked about, were messengers from God. So Moses and Joshua were prophets, Elijah and Elisha were prophets. But all the way through the Israelites' history, God was sending messengers and messages. Okay. Now, the reason we're not going to read them on our journey is not because they're not important. Every word of the Bible is absolutely important. But it's because these messages that God gave, well, they're not telling the story of what was happening. They might be God warning the people or calling them to turn back to him or or teaching them something. It's all really good, important stuff. But on our journey, well, the plan for us is just to get to know the, the big story. All the stuff, the events that were actually happening. Okay, gotcha. But having said all of that, yesterday we came across Isaiah. He was the prophet that God used to tell Hezekiah, you know what, don't worry, I'm going to take care of the Assyrians. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Now Isaiah is a super important prophet, and his prophecies have their own great big book in the Bible. Okay, yeah, yeah, the book of Isaiah, right? That's right. And the words that God gave to Isaiah, well, they're quoted in the New Testament more than any other Old Testament prophet. You see, some of these messages, these prophecies God gave to all these prophets, they are another way that God said, well, the one that I'm going to send, this is what he'll be like. And since we met Isaiah over the last couple of days, I thought we should read one of his most famous prophecies, one that pointed to Jesus. Oh, I see. Okay, great. Well, who's going to read that for us? Well, today we're back to our friend Richard. Oh, hi, Richard. Hello. Today's reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 52, verse 13 reading through to chapter 53, verse 9. The Suffering Servant The Lord says, My servant will act wisely and accomplish his task. He will be highly honoured. He will be greatly respected. Many people were shocked when they saw him. He was so scarred that he no longer looked like a person. His body was so twisted that he did not look like a human being anymore. But many nations will be surprised when they see what he has done. 
Kings will be so amazed that they will not be able to say anything. They will understand things they were never told. They will know the meaning of things they never heard. Who has believed what we've been saying? Who has seen the Lord's saving power? His servant grew up like a tender young plant. He grew like a root coming out of dry ground. He didn't have any beauty or majesty that made us notice him. There wasn't anything special about the way he looked that drew us to him. People looked down on him. They didn't accept him. He knew all about pain and suffering. He was like someone people turned their faces away from. We looked down on him. We didn't have any respect for him. He suffered the things we should have suffered. He took on himself the pain that should have been ours. But we thought God was punishing him. We thought God was wounding him and making him suffer. But the servant was pierced because we had sinned. He was crushed because we had done what was evil. He was punished to make us whole again. His wounds have healed us. All of us are like sheep. We have wandered away from God. All of us have turned to our own way. And the Lord has placed on his servant the sins of all of us. He was treated badly and made to suffer. But he didn't open his mouth. He was led away like a lamb to be killed. Sheep are silent while their wool is being cut off. In the same way, he didn't open his mouth. He was arrested and sentenced to death. Then he was taken away. He was cut off from this life. He was punished for the sins of my people. Who among those who were living at the time tried to stop what was happening? He was given a grave with those who were evil. But his body was buried in the tomb of a rich man. He was killed even though he hadn't harmed anyone and he had never lied to anyone. Thanks, Richard. Oh, yeah, Dave. You know, I think I've heard some of that before. Yeah, you probably have, Marvin. It's very famous. And that's maybe because it describes Jesus' death in such an amazing way. And remember, this was written maybe 700 years before Jesus would appear on the scene. Oh, yeah, that's crazy, Dave. It is. Talks about him being silent in front of his accusers. And that's how it was when Jesus was put on trial talks about him being pierced and of course we know that Jesus was nailed to a cross and it talks about how his body would be placed in the tomb of a rich man and of course a rich man called Joseph of Arimathea well he took Jesus's body and had it placed in his tomb oh yeah wow that's a lot of detail and not only does this writing tell us exactly what was going to happen it also tells us why it says he was pierced for our sins he was crushed because we had done evil It says we had all, like sheep, turned away from God, but the Lord placed on his servant the sins of us all. Oh, yikes. You know, Isaiah really spelled out what Jesus was coming to do. He did, Marvin, but you know what? The Israelites, well, they still didn't get it. They liked this stuff like God's promise to King David, you know, of a king who would reign forever. They loved that idea. But this idea of Isaiah's called the suffering servant, well, they just couldn't understand how that could be the Messiah. How God's chosen one, the one they'd been waiting for, how he could suffer and die a horrible death like that. That just made no sense to them at all. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess when you think about a great king that's going to come, you'd never think of him being tortured and killed and buried in a tomb. You know, you'd think about him sitting on a great big throne or, or maybe leading a mighty army. That's exactly right, Marvin. Really, that's the kind of king that the Israelites would be hoping for. But you see, this shows us, and we should never forget, how amazing it is that Jesus came to be this suffering servant that we just listened to Richard reading about. 
Jesus is a bazillion times greater and more powerful than even the greatest, most powerful king who has ever sat on any throne on earth. He would sit on heaven's throne, but yet he left heaven's perfect glory behind to suffer the terrible, humiliating death on a dirty wooden cross at the hands of sinful men. That is amazing. It's amazing that he did it, and it's even more amazing that he did it to save us, sinful people who had turned against him. Boys and girls, I really hope you're amazed by that. Today, thank God that Jesus came to be this suffering servant and that he did all of that for us. Yeah, amen, Dave. And, well, so Marvin, that's all we're going to read of the book of Isaiah, at least in this year of God's Big Story. Tomorrow, we'll be back to the book of Second King. Okay, okay, yeah, well, I see why we read that. That seems important. Okay, well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and John.